Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this week's episode of The History Of, presented by the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one home for sports podcasts. I'm your host, Wolfie Tash. From 2001 to 2008, USC football was at the height of their dominance. During that stretch, the team went 68-8, winning one national championship and six bowl games. They produced great players like Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Carson Palmer, and Troy Polamalu during that span, and coach Pete Carroll became known as one of the greatest college coaches of all time. However, in recent years, USC has not been the same dominant program that it was in the early part of the 2000s. So, what changed for the men of Troy? This is the history of the fall of USC football. From 1996 till 2000, USC football was experiencing one of their worst stretches in program history. The team had gone just 37 and 35 over that span, and it was the second worst five-year stretch in program history. To this day, it is still the only four-year stretch in program history where USC was ranked outside of the top 20 in the college football ranking system. By the end of the 2000 season, many experts were starting to believe that USC's time as a dominant collegiate program was coming to an end. So, prior to the start of the 2001 season, USC decided to fire coach Paul Hackett and bring on coach Pete Carroll. Carroll had spent the previous 15 years bouncing between NFL teams and had accumulated a record of 33-31 and 31 as a head coach of both the Jets and the Patriots. However, many people across the NFL felt that Carroll's style of coaching would be better suited for college. Carroll's first season as head coach didn't go as well as he was hoping. USC went 6-6 six and six and capped off the year by an embarrassing 10-6 loss to Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl. However, things were about to take a turn for the better for USC. USC started off the 2002 season slow by going just 3-2 in their first five games with losses to Kansas State and Washington State. However, the team went on to win their next eight games in a row and finish the year at 11-2, their best record since 1995 and their most wins in a season since 1979. USC was being led by their senior quarterback Carson Palmer, who was having the best year of his collegiate career. Palmer finished the year with a 63.2% completion percentage, 33 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, and 3,942 passing yards, leading USC back to their first bowl game since 1995, where USC beat Iowa in the Orange Bowl 38-17. Palmer was awarded the Heisman Trophy that year for his outstanding play, and it seemed like USC was on their way back to the top of the mountain. The next year, highly ranked prospect Matt Leinart took over for Palmer as the starter. Leinart was getting his first chance to start after being the backup to Palmer his freshman year, and he had proved he was going to be USC's leader for the next few years. Leinart put up outstanding numbers in the 2003 season, finishing with a 63.4% completion percentage, 38 touchdowns to 9 interceptions, 3,556 passing yards, and leading USC to an 11-1 record on the year. At the end of the year, 
USC found themselves in the Rose Bowl against the Michigan Wolverines. They would win that game 28-14 and later be named the AP National Champions. However, over in the BCS National Championship game, LSU upset number one overall seed Oklahoma to win the BCS National Championship. So, both teams technically were considered champions. However, the NCAA never allowed these two teams to play for the right to be crowned the true national champion. Therefore, both teams were named co-national champions for that year. 2004 marked one of the greatest college football seasons ever by a college football team. USC came into the year ranked number one overall in the preseason poll, with Leinart returning for his junior year and running back Reggie Bush coming off a good freshman season and a defense that looked like it was going to be the best in the nation. Despite a couple close calls, USC finished the season a perfect 12-0, led by Leinart and Bush. Leinart had an even better year than his previous season, finishing the year with a 65.3% completion percentage, 33 touchdowns to just 6 interceptions, and passing for 3,352 yards and a quarterback rating of 156.5. While on the other side, Bush compiled 1,417 all-purpose yards with 13 touchdowns. Both players would finish in the top five of the Heisman vote, and Leinart would end up taking home the award that year. USC would meet Oklahoma in the BCS National Championship game that year. Oklahoma was led by 2003 Heisman winner Jason White, making it the first time in college football history that two Heisman winners would meet in the national championship game. The game was expected to be one of the better games in the history of college football as both teams came into the game with a Heisman Trophy winner and both were ranked 12-0. However, USC put up 38 points in the first half en route to an absolute blowout of Oklahoma, 55-19, to claim the BCS National Championship. And they became just the third team in college football history to start and end the year as the AP number one ranked team. USC picked up right where they left off in 2005 and continued to dismantle their opponents. But this year, they were led by junior running back Reggie Bush, who would end up taking home the Heisman that year after finishing with 2,218 all-purpose yards and 18 total touchdowns and route to one of the greatest seasons for a running back in collegiate history. USC would finish the season undefeated once again and looked pretty much unstoppable. However, in the BCS National Championship game at the Rose Bowl, USC was not able to complete the season the same way they had in the previous year after they fell to Texas 41-38 in what many people to this day consider to be one of the greatest college football games ever played. Vince Young crossing the goal line to give Texas the three-point lead in the fourth quarter remains still, to this day, one of the most iconic moments in all of college football history. USC continued to play well over the next few years, as from 2006 to 2009, they went 53-9 and and had four bowl wins, three of them being in the Rose Bowl. And they were still seen as one of the most dominant programs in the country. However, their dominance came with some controversy. During that four-year stretch, USC had been under investigation for allowing players to receive improper benefits and gifts from outside parties to help influence the player's decision to play at USC. Two of the biggest names from the report were shooting guard O.J. Mayo 
and 2005 Heisman Trophy winner Reggie Bush. The report had cited that both players accepted cash and gifts from outside sources to help influence their decision to play at USC, which of course is prohibited by the NCAA. At the end of the 2009 season, head coach Pete Carroll decided he was going to be leaving USC to become the next head coach of the Seattle Seahawks and promoted Lane Kiffin to be the next head coach of the team. But just six months later in June of 2010, USC was hit with one of the biggest penalties any school had ever been hit with. The NCAA had concluded that both Mayo and Bush received many improper benefits in order to go to USC and punished the school by giving them a two-year postseason ban, four years of probation, a loss of 30 scholarships, vacating the wins from 2004, including that BCS National Championship, and vacating the wins from 2005, including that national championship appearance, while the basketball team received a one-year postseason ban and vacating their wins from 2007 to 2008. It was one of the darkest days in the football program's history, as they knew for the next two seasons, they were basically going to be playing for, what, nothing? Because they couldn't go to the playoffs, they couldn't win a championship game, so they were literally playing to just go through the motions, and to top it all off, over the next three years, they were losing 10 scholarships per year, so they weren't going to be able to get the top-name recruits to play at their school. 2011 was especially tough year for the team, as they would go 10-2 and on the season and find themselves with the best record in the Pac-12. However, they would be ineligible to play in the Pac-12 championship game and have to sit from home and watch. Over the past six years, from 2012 to 2018, USC has gone 70 and 33 in the regular season, but is just 3 and 3 in bowl games and has not made it back to the national championship since 2005. And the team always seems to have some sort of controversy surrounding it from having a star player sprain both their ankles trying to run from the police to changing head coaches 3 times in one season to having to fire a coach for being drunk at a school event. The program just cannot avoid bad press. Most recently in 2018, USC had their worst season since 2000, finishing 5-7 and seven and missing out on all the bowl games. And as many of you know, there are a lot of bowl games, and you don't have to be that good to make a bowl game. That just proves how bad USC was. Many fans believe that it was time for Clay Helton to get out of there, because after such a disappointing year, how could USC want to bring him back on as head coach? But the team decided that they were going to keep Helton on for one more year. There seems to be hope in the horizon for the Trojans as they get ready to kick off the 2019 season. JT Daniels should progress as a starter and be better than he was last year, and the team's wide receiver core is highly ranked in comparison to years past. Clay Helton will also be coaching on the hot seat for the entire season, and if USC doesn't at least make it to a bowl game and win 8-9 to nine games, he can expect to be out of a job at the end of the year. Now, there are some questions about the team's defense as only one starter is returning from last year, but as long as the defense can keep USC in games, the offense should be able to steal a few extra wins on the season. USC might not make it to the national championship this year or next year, or even play in the college football playoff. However, a 9-3 season with a bowl win and minimal controversy would help USC get back to being one of the premier programs in all of college football. 
Thanks everybody for tuning in and listening today. Please be sure to check out the next episode of The History Of, coming soon. And check out the Believe Podcast Network for other great podcasts like this one. I'm Wolfie Tash, and you've been listening to The History Of on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one home for sports podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.